This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Hey everybody, welcome to Tom Ferry Show, live here at the Miami Dolphins Stadium with my man, Gary Vaynerchuk. Congratulations on Agent 2021. Thank you, brother. Insanely great. So, it's been a while since we shot a show. Yes. Give us a little update. How is Gary doing? How is business? How is life? That's we, a big, broad question. The, uh, the last time we shot, we were, in the, we were in the backstage from that, right? Yes. That was like, what, two, three, maybe, yeah. I think? Three? Yeah, yeah. So I think the biggest, you know, to bring value, like of something that you'd be interested in hearing, I think the biggest thing was really the theme of my keynote this morning, yes. which is about 18 or 24 months ago, everything that I was doing, the stuff that when we first yep. met, I think yep. really, it's been so fun to watch you do your thing, and you were, I, I referenced it, you were already winning, but you've gone to a totally different yep. place. I think I've hit that next place too. I agree. I in the last 24 months have just tripled down on my belief that this is the greatest era, that there's 11 to 12 video cameras right now running, which is just crazy for all of us who know how expensive a video camera was 20 years ago and like what would that mean? Uh, it would look like that, but yeah. now you're doing that. And so I've quadrupled down on content uh, and it's going very well. Yes. Uh, and then in my real life job, I've been able to grow VaynerMedia and what is now called VaynerX, a holding company, because I bought a women's publishing company called PureWow, and I'll start some other businesses uh, um, and put it into the VaynerX holding company. I've been able to build that to a $200 million a year communications media company, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, family life is very, very, very good. The Jets continue to suck. Your sister's, your sister's my in real sister estate? Is, my sister Liz has entered the game, so now all of you are gonna get to know her. I know a pretty good coach, just saying. She's like, do you know this Tom Fury? I'm like, yes, I know him. Uh, I, I think that, uh, I think that, um, I think things are going extremely well, and I think most importantly, I think the, the cat that came out of the bag that I believed 10 years ago, when I wrote Crush It nine years ago, I'm not so convinced the winners that we're looking at right now nor should have they, nor should have anybody, bought into this notion of how dramatic a shift of media and communications and buying behaviors was coming. Yes. I think that what scares me is that everything I believed nine years ago, of like this YouTube and Twitter thing and Facebook's gonna be real, now we've all accepted it. It's a very major part of our society and our lives, and I feel exactly the same way I did nine years ago, which is why I wrote the new version of it, which is nothing has happened yet. Like that's basic. And to me, that's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so we're sitting with all these extraordinary yes, agents and yes. I asked them, how much money are you spending on Facebook? This, there's, there's three or 4,000 real estate transactions sitting right here amongst this small group of agents. These are exceptional individuals who are still crushing it on direct mail. Yep. They, they buy ads from Zillow and yep. others, yep. right? They dabble with Facebook ads, and I mean dabble in a, in a serious, Before small Before you finish, because I want everybody to listen, but what they have is they've, ex- they've established real fucking businesses and yes. brands, yes. which is the theme of what I was saying, really not for them because they're at a different plane, but for the majority there, their success is their vulnerability for more success. To me, it's not about, hey, you're gonna go from two million to zero and you're dead. My, my point is, two million's awesome, seven's better. So this is not about, about Oh, big bad technology, like I mentioned earlier, that Toys R Us is out of business. I don't believe for them at their scale in this business Mm -hmm. that this is gonna take them out. No. I really really don't. It's it's an accelerator though, so why do you think so many of them are- I wanna wanna finish it, because it's super important. 
I think that they're on the cusp of petering out without it. On the flip side, if they go the other way, I genuinely believe numbers like two and seven. And that's a fucking difference. Like that, like that's a difference. Mm-hmm. And by the way, by the way, I said it earlier about happiness. I love that they're renovating this thing. This is my favorite. By the way, house is loving this. They're like, no, What's no, this the is noise? the best part. Yeah. Uh, here's my thing. I, I just don't think they understand, and I know this for a fact because I spend a lot of time with winning players. How little I think it takes to do two to seven when you were capable to get to two. Yes. It's very hard, but if you had the skill set, like it's what's happening with me. Yep. Like, what's about to happen with me of like hundreds of millions to billions is I already can taste it. It's not gonna be hard. It's just almost weirdly making the commitment of like, it's like getting into shape and then going vegan. If you're, ne- if you're in shit shape going all the way extreme to vegan or, and running marathons or climbing mountains, that's fucking a stretch. But you, if you work out seven days a week and eat pretty healthy, well that next step is like, it's a different kind of jump. Yeah. They're leaving extraordinary opportunity on the table, but they also just might be happy and content. Listen, there's a lot of fucking hours being put into getting from zero to where they're at now, and they just may, listen, my dad sacrificed so much, I sacrificed so much to get to this point, maybe you're the DNA that's like, fuck this, I do wanna kind of just be here, and not only that, go on more vacations, buy more stuff, me maybe, but if you're not, which I think a lot of people aren't if they have the ability to get here, now I think you're losing on audacity. Now I think you're losing on audacity. You think you're above the game. You're like, yeah, "Yeah, that's cool for them, but I already did it. It's not about anything other than cool, but you're leaving a lot on the table. Like, it's what I said down there, and you know this. I am winning the social media thing for, for business success, and I think I'm shit. I mean, it's crazy to wake up 18 months ago and be like, wait a minute, I'm shit. And I'm like, Forget about, I'm, I've won the whole thing. Like, I'm one. No, we were talking uh, weeks ago, you're like, I'm still a D player. Like, we're like, we're D celebs. And you have a banana following, right? 100%. But, but is some of that just psychological? Like, it's just, if we, if we say we're here, we just know there's so much more room to grow. Because once you get here, this is where you yes. get vulnerable. Yes, until what hit me 18 months ago when it was less about that's being ego and you're being cool about like, yeah, I'm always pushing myself and I'm so hungry and you yeah. make it romantic. No, no, 18 months ago I'm like, fuck, I'm the best at this and I'm shit. Like, look at, all, if I like really sit here and think about how much opportunity there is, and this goes back to the analogy I keep saying. Uh, for everybody who's watching, I run an agency that works with big brands, Budweiser, Chase, you know, Pepsi. I sat in a quintessential meeting for me where the guy an older guy, CEO, the money, right? Literally is scared about America's stability as a democracy because of Facebook and Twitter, right? He's bought into the propaganda Mm -hmm. that the Russians are hacking and all shit's broken out because of this. And like true fear, like he's like, Gary, we're friendly, like I care about my, he's like, I'm good, I'm old, I'm like, but like my grandkid, like scared. And then the next 30 minutes wouldn't budge on running bullshit television and print for Facebook ads because he says it doesn't work. Like literally couldn't, as a brilliant man, understand that he was talking directly out of both sides of his ass on this issue, which is, he thinks it's big enough, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, to literally tear down our democracy, Yeah. but it's not big enough to sell more lipstick. <laughs> and it was, re- I left the meeting and I'm like, right, in that meeting yeah. is everything. Yeah. Really for your audience, yes. which is there's 100%. a lot of winners, yep. and 
the success and just the way they got, they are more passionate about how they got there than what's gonna get them to the next place and what they're leaving on the table. They have pride in the way they did it and they think some of the stuff that's coming out of my mouth or your mouth or other's mouth is either, yeah, it's coming or, ah, that's just a new golden goose and I've seen this before. You know, but I'm looking at real data. I'm looking at things like Wish, the shopping app that went from zero to six billion dollars in sales on the back of Facebook ads. I lived Google AdWords. I know what Amazon did. I knew how Zillow, Zillow became Zillow because of Google. Yes. And and Facebook, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. These are are toll booths of our attention. Mm -hmm. And so you're either the toll collector or you're a car. It's a big deal. So uh, I'm very, very passionate about, about, about this group because I don't think they understand what a $100,000 investment into two irises and a person that knows how to actually run Facebook ads means yeah. game fucking over. Like yeah. I think everybody here can have a bigger profile than Ryan and he has, he's the star of a hit show on Bravo about your business. That is real. Yes. I know it because I have a bigger score and I sell more books than the four sharks on Shark Tank. I know it, I'm living it. You got the new book coming out. I want you to go super tactical. What is the most important action you want somebody to take coming out of the new book? Facebook. I just, you know. Build my profile? Build your fan page, run tons of fucking ads, and make enormous amounts of different pieces of content. A 43 minute video telling everybody about your career, go ahead. Built your entire brand off content. Tom's built his brand and business off of creating content. So one of the things I'm putting a lot of thought into is is splitting up content into like four different sections. One being the business to business reviews that you talk about a lot. Um, that's that's our number one goal. The second is like agent content. So we're creating content that relates to the agent, similar to what Tom does. But if we're trying to build a team or a brokerage, now we're putting out for recruiting that. agent agent Dude, referrals. Stop, stop with just recruiting. If you're putting out content that's making people better and they think you're the smartest, and then they join your team and you're taking a cut of that, you won. Yep. Like that trumps everything. Yep. What's the it's third, huge, what's huge. the third so piece the, of content? The, the third then would be consumer content, things that yep. are relevant to the consumer. That's yep. where I think you need to become the local newspaper. I think yes. it's the biggest white space in the game. Like, ho- yeah. if you became the mayor of Hoboken, it's yep. game over. Yeah. And it's so easy when you're not the actual mayor and you can just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you can review the hot spot. You can, like, go into the underground casino that nobody knows about but everybody knows. Like, like you can do anything. And then, num- and then number four, and the one thing that, um, that I don't know, but to build that brand and to really tie people emotionally to you, what if you're doing like documentary style stuff with your family? By the way, I wish, I don't wish because it's my life, but I am amazingly aware that my brand would be 13X the size if I showed the world my family. Because yep. people love that shit. Yep. The fuck do you think you watch all day? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> And my two kids are characters. I'd be rolling. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. So, so then, how do you split that up? Is it twenty five percent, twenty five percent, twenty five percent? I don't think you. No, I think you reverse engineer yourself. Yeah, I right. Think so you right? need to test. You need to say how many views did this get? Did it get shared? What was the and feedback? Not, not how did they engage? So fucking handsome, right? Like, oh. I think. Look, I think some of you are more. You know, even though you might be in sales, everybody has different styles. Some of you may be able to sell one on one in real life. Yeah. $20 billion worth of stuff, but as soon as the camera comes on, you're like, eh, because there's something else you're self-conscious about. I think it's reverse engineering you, number one. First of all, it's about reverse engineering you. Number two, let me give you a big one. Nobody, and this is for you, somebody has to win the podcast game in your world. And I mean like really win it. I know, I know there's a top 100, not in real estate or business, the whole top, somebody's gonna own the podcast game 
some, because you have to understand, real estate people drive all the time. Podcasts are getting consumed during travel. The, I mean, somebody's gonna have a top 50 podcast every day, tips, stories. I'm about to do my best podcast ever. For the people that are really caught up into my world, I just invited my four core friends from first to eighth grade to come on my show and we're gonna just, they're gonna just tell stories and like now they're just kind of texting in this chat text with me and Tyler and like I made a joke of like, hey, let's make them business stories because that's what my audience wants less than, and I'm like, that, you know, and, and I was like trying to push it. I was like, guys, 70% of, I was trying to get them there. I was like, 70% of my childhood was business. You know, and in my mind it was like 50 and then one of them jumped right in and was like, who are we joking, 90%. So I'm like, fuck, I don't even remember it clearly of like trying to make them work every day yeah. every, about some sort of cockamanian. I mean like, <laughs> my sister once claimed with my friend Robbie that they got, almost got kidnapped. I get it, because, because we were washing cars and they got tired and they wanted to go back and I didn't want to go back so I'm like, Robbie, take her back and then it became this whole thing, the cops came. But nonetheless, <laughs> I, I, think that, I think that it can go anywhere. Here's what I mean. Some people have made millions of dollars because they were good at six second vines, right? Other people have made millions of dollars because they knew how to make Star Wars. You can do anything. Like, so the reason I love the camera and following around is because you can get all three categories out of it. You can get video, you can transcribe it into audio, and then you can get a writer. The, The number one move, and we're not doing it well, Tyler, Iris, me and Colin aren't in rhythm. We don't have writing down. So for example, We've, we're trying, we did it, but we're not clicking because I'm so busy and to make writing, what you really need is somebody who becomes an interviewer. Like I need to hire somebody that works at the Wall Street Journal and is an interviewer because what they have to do is watch this, get a theme, maybe it's selling versus branding, but then they have to ask me four direct questions to round out the article and then turn it into first person and then that becomes my LinkedIn article. But you have to understand, for the 10 of you, one article of 31 years of real estate and the 31 things that I've learned as a LinkedIn post is money making. Yeah. Telling you guys that right now. Guys, remember we talked about Mark Robert's the sales acceleration formula? What is his number one hire at HubSpot? Copywriter. I'll t- number one hire. And you understand, some people want to go and then monetize as being the person. Some of you don't want to build your personal brand. I just think you'll sell a lot more real estate. Like you'll, you'll definitely recruit a lot better players. If Tom wanted to go back to that route, what do you think his team's gonna look like? It's gonna be triple A. It's gonna have the pick of the litter. That's exactly what it is. Yep. There's no, so that's what, what I did is, is gonna end up being considered very smart, I think, if I can pull it off. But I got lucky slash I became very self-aware. When I started meeting Mark Zuckerberg and fucking like real fucking all-time, like, like all-time players, when I, right? I was like, okay, A, I feel just like these people. Like when I met Barack Obama, when I met Zucks, when I met Cuba, I'm like, I'm better than these characters. Literally, I felt that. In the Oval Office, I'm like, I'm better than this dude. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. But let me finish. Your mother did an amazing job. (laughs) If I was born here, I would run, brother. But because I can't win the whole thing, it's not interesting. So I... I have a question. I'll get to that in a second. But but this is going to really help the audience. I figured out that I was good at communications, that I was good at marketing and storytelling, so I decided to eat crow. This is an important moment for a lot of you guys because a lot of you were in very similar places where I was nine years ago, which was I took a step back and said, what am I, what am I, why is this happening? Every one of you is winning. Mm -hmm. 
because of one thing is so ex- unbelievable, it's closing the gap of all the other things that you're average about. I'm telling you that right now, that's what's happening. Yeah. Just so you know, you're extraordinary in something and it's compensating for everything else. Bingo. I took a step back and said, I'm going to build the greatest machine around what I think I'm all time extraordinary about, which is I understand human psychology so well that I know what to say always, every time, on the spot. It is, I'm in, I'm in, I'm like with one, with humans and how to make something happen. To manipulate, to communicate, to propaganda, whatever you, to market, I don't care what you call it. It's why I'm a great salesman. I already know what you think. I can tell you exactly what, like, it just comes to me. So I've decided to build a platform, a machine, which is a bad business. VaynerMedia is a bad business. VaynerMedia did $114 million in revenue last year and made $1.7 million in profit. It it is a bad business. Why it's not gonna end up being a bad business is I've built a Death Star. It's an unfair game because I have a multi-hundred million dollar communication machines against it. Like, it's an unfair game because I always do the right thing and build actual relationships where people want to do the right thing. I also am willing to always have humility and work. I'm willing to come after fucking 16 hours today to your, like, got it? It's an unfair game. So, I I think it can be pointed at anything, including public office, the the, the diseases that I care about, like Crohn's disease because of my brother, like, you know, everything. And then ultimately, professionally, hopefully, to make the New York Jets the most popular football team in the league because I can, you know, by the time I'm done with this over the next 20 to 30 years, there's a lot of people that are diehard Patriot fans that are gonna switch over to being Jet fans because <laughs> they've been watching it happen for 41 years and they're just gonna feel so a part of it. They're like, fuck it, I've already won 19 championships. I can be a Jets fan now, so go ahead. <laughs> well, you said you had something. <laughs> I do, actually, so All right. my last question. Yes. I didn't even ask a question, so here's my only question. <laughs> What, okay, we all read a lot, we study a lot, you put out a ton of content, I put out a a lot of content. So when you all of a sudden write a book, there was something inside that book that you were like, oh, this is it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they just, and you were saying Facebook earlier. I've got something else. Go tactical, like what, like what? Fuck, you know what's so funny? I'm going so not tactical, but it is the thing. There is a chapter in the new book, and like Crush It, and it was the only other time I did it because I've written three business books in between, It's a one word chapter and I'm fucking fired up because tactics are commodities. Guys, you want tactics about everything I know and everything about real estate? It's called Google. Go to Google, type in any question you have and in video, written or audio form, for free, you will get the answer. Tactics are commoditized. Strategy is not and that's mindset and that's a lot of other things and in this book, there's one chapter the entire chapter is one word and I'm convinced, and I mean fucking convinced, that over the next two decades I will get 30,000 emails about it, that that one thing was the thing. Yeah. Because that's what happens in all of our lives, right? Like in all of our lives, there's that one statement, that one moment. You know, I always think, you know what I compare it to? Remember in college, your freshman year, when you're like kind of forming your original crew and you somehow stumble into that first night, usually in October, that lasts until four in the morning and everybody's a little drunk and they're like, I'm gonna love you forever, we're gonna be friends. Like that kind of like funny yeah, yeah. sentimental moment like, and it sticks. Mm-hmm. We have 40 to 60 moments that stick. I try to communicate and I think the reason I over index is I try to create those moments for others around the things that I know have really worked. Yeah. And by the way, not worked for me. I think the biggest mistake that people make is they make it about a focus group of one. I think the thing that, it's funny because I talk all the time even in an interview like this, but my job is listening. Mm-hmm. I spend all my time reading, com- the reason I put out so much content 
is to watch what you do with it. I spend all my time, everybody thinks about fancy content. All of you are overthinking the lighting, the angle, the copy, the video. I produce because I know it's all fine and then I spend four fucking hours reading every single thing, who liked it, why, what comment, who shared it, why. I mean, I read because I listen and I listen. When I speak, when I speak on stage today, I was speaking, almost all of that was to see the reaction of the crowd. Almost everything I said on stage was to try to get a feel of what people were reacting to. So I'm honing what I'm saying by spending almost all my time listening. I'm basically always listening except for the moments that I'm talking, which is a lot. (laughs) But it comes from an incredible strength of so much listening. Uh, And that's why, by the way, one of the biggest reasons That's one of your superpowers. I think so. Yeah. And which seems super counterintuitive for people that don't really know me well because I'm always yapping, I'm talking over people, I'm interrupting, and people are struggling with that, but they don't understand what the genesis of it is, right? And so, that's why I like the travel time. Like, honestly, Mm -hmm. being on a plane is huge for me because that's when I can really, like, sit down and read all my email, all my comments, and really get into that zone I almost think that I manipulate probably 20 to 40% more travel than I need to because I know how valuable that quiet time is for me to listen to create my strategies. That's where we create content. They tell us exactly what's going on in their hearts and their heads and then you're like, oh, this is your question about real estate and then you do a video on it. I think think the the last piece I would leave you with, and for everybody, I think a lot of what we just talked about has a whole lot to do with what's working for everybody, everybody else. When I said a focus group of one, the shit I'm peddling, the stuff I believe in, has a lot more to do with me watching why it works for you. I don't use me as, because I'm only one variable with so many different variables. I'm watching what actually works wide. But I think the last part that really over-indexes for me is I'm playing for legacy and that makes me do a lot of different things than a lot of people that look like me. I am so not interested in making money off of the audience which has created this very unique, and by the way, I think everybody should make money off their audience. Like I don't judge anybody's strategies. For me, I always have a different business and this is about branding and learning and that has created an incredible machine. So here's, here's all I would say. When you put out content, as long as for you and you and everybody at home, that it is not there solely to be a top of the funnel gatherer. The reason content marketing doesn't work the way it was traditionally taught is it was its intent, its seed, was to create awareness to get you into a funnel to collect your email and phone to make a sale. So it was dead on impact. It's like bad parenting. If it's flawed, the tactics don't matter. You made content, you wrote a good title so Google would put you on the homepage so people would land and give you a phone number and an email so that you could call them and sell them something. If you can get out of that and you literally just make the content to bring people value, the practicality of the karma is extraordinary. If you wrote the 31 years and 31 tips along with the 31 years in real estate for the sake of helping my sister and everybody that looks like her, and that's it, not to get the triple A people to become part of your team, you will get the triple A people to come part of your team. It is super counterintuitive, but it is fundamentally the obvious thing and it does not come natural to people because we don't deploy empathy and we don't deploy patience and we don't deploy a lot of things that are all the, all these soft and warm feelings are the magic of the killers of the world and people don't see it. You're tall. When I stand on this. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. I love, I you, love man. you, man. Thank you. Guys, what do you guys think? Yeah.
Hey guys, first and foremost, as always, humbled, thankful for you listening to the podcast. Keep hitting me up on Twitter with feedback. Also, um, really excited about something. Over the last several months, it's become uh, very clear to me that the 4Ds product that VaynerMedia has, the one-day consulting session that's $10,000, that's really... kind of going after a business doing a million, maybe 500,000 to 20 million a year in revenue has been really working. We 60 to 70% of the businesses have had ridiculous uh, ROI from the session. And so now I'm rolling it out because it clearly works. So VaynerMedia is uh, super proud to present uh, uh, the four Ds, uh, the daily digital deep dive, garyvee.com slash four D the number 4D podcast, GaryVEE.com, 4D podcast, if you're ready to take your business to the next level.